Are your kitchen and bathroom way overdue for a remodel? Well, I got the guy for you. Call John Sellers at First Response Contracting, 484-256-7136. Both residential and commercial services, and he's licensed and insured. Call him at 484-256-7136, First Response Contracting. Hello, this is Brad Wiseman. You're listening to Real Estate and You. We're back. I'm fresh from Florida and I'm ready to do some real estate talking. We learned so much while we were down there in Florida. We had a great time. It was a KW family reunion, which is like a convention, and uh, had a great time, learned lots of stuff, and I'm really excited to come back and share some of those things with you. And also, we have Justin Perella here in the studio to talk about mortgage stuff, the things, the topics we're going to talk about is debt versus you know, good debt oh, versus good debt. bad debt, right? And then also we're going to talk about, what was the other thing, too? Rent versus owning. Rent versus owning. Yeah, I should know that, right? <laughs> Your producer's sitting right there. Yeah, exactly, you. exactly. He's supposed to cue me. You should have cue cards now, Hugo, okay? <laughs> right, cue cards. Um, yeah, so, Justin, how you doing, man? I'm good. Good. How you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. I, I'm refreshed. I'll bet. I really am. You know, the weather's really nice down there. I don't know if you know that. I, well, I was just in Tuscaloosa, <laughs> but it's not... The tropics where you were. No, no, no. It was it was awesome. We had great weather. It was fantastic. The people were nice, and uh, it was you know it was nice just to be somewhere amongst a lot of people. I mean, there was probably ten. I'm going to say ten to fifteen thousand people in the, wow. in the convention hall, and to see that many people, most of them with I'd say ninety nine point nine percent without a mask, which is fine. The people with the mask, I yep. get it. If that's you know if you're concerned, yep. it's totally cool. Um, but it was just nice. You see smiling faces. Well, that, you brought that's smiling two faces. seconds to go over what you said right before yeah. the show. Sure, you brought up the fact that we haven't seen smiles. Smiles in two years. And it's, and, and, and what he, what the guy said, this guy, this guy's name was Sean Aker and it's, um, he's a great author. If you get a chance to read any of his books or something, it's really, really good. And he said that, you know, smiles are contagious. Um, happiness is actually something that you, you get before success, not after. Wow. Is that a Brad Wiseman quote? No, that's, it was more of his quote, but basically what he was saying is we all put the, you know, you said you always talk about putting the cart before the horse. horse, Okay. We put the cart before the horse when it comes to success. We're always thinking that success or that goal in front of us is going to bring us happiness. Okay. It's actually the opposite. We need to be. You start with happiness, and yeah. that brings you success. Yeah, yeah. Like so it's it. pretty cool. Yeah, it's but pretty still, cool. smile. So the smile, smile is very important. Um, yeah. So let's get started. Let's sure. talk about mortgage stuff. In. Yeah. First of all, what are the interest rates? You know what? It was. It's funny because I had a bunch of uh, clients that I needed to lock, and I was about to lock them yesterday, and I didn't make it to the to the cutoff, four p.m. cutoff. So I waited, and today they went down. But Isn't they're hovering four and a quarter. Okay. And they're going up. I don't know what this whole Russia business is going to bring, but. It's going to bring volatility. So it's going to bring. Yeah. I think every day you're going to see a little bit um, unsure. We're yeah. unsure about things. We're not sure where this is going to go. I mean, things yeah. got a little ugly last night uh, from Russia to Ukraine, whatever. And it's just not good. But it's going to make our country very, very on edge. And, and, and you're going to see things go up and down, like you just said. So, yeah. which is another good reason, though, to lock in. See, that was where I was trying to tell everybody to lock in before it gets worse. And now it's kind of hovering up and down. Gotcha. So just use your best judgment. If you're not a gambler lock in. Yeah. You know, I yeah. always say, don't, I don't want you to have to stress every day before you buy, you know, make the most important purchase of your life, lock in, set it and forget it. Also, what if you're on the edge of, of qualifying, 
Well, that's a great point. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, what if yeah. what if that quarter point means you don't qualify for the house you just bought? Yeah, we haven't the thought about that, that in a while. But no, we haven't. Coming, now it's coming to fruition. You're Absolutely. Right, because, and that's some of the dangers with getting a pre-approval so early because, you know, we have, with searching for so many homes that aren't available, you pre-approve somebody back in January, December, and the rates were three and a half. Yeah. And now four and an eighth, four and a quarter, you could be priced out. Well, interest rate priced out yeah, of right. your home, of that size of home. Yeah. You might have to adjust your search. You might yeah. be looking at a lower price house. Yeah. Right? That's Yeah. And that's, that's very interesting you brought that up because it just came up yesterday on a conference call I was on. Well, and also, not even that. If I'm looking at 250 and before I had a little bit of play to make an offer over yeah. full price to 260 I might not have that play anymore. Correct. I yeah. might I might be at 250 and that's it. There's no negotiating. There's no there's no play. Yeah, with with the way the market is, your lender is very important because you have to be flexible and nimble to move those numbers around. So, yeah. I would say just be a little patient with your lender just an open communication because you know firsthand that Sometimes you need to go above asking. So where does that cash come from? And that's kind of the yeah. that rolls segues nicely into the good debt, bad debt. Good debt, bad debt. This is not a movie. It's actually something it for be. real. Good debt, bad be. debt. It could be absolutely yeah. could. Can be. Leo yeah. DiCaprio play me? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> who's gonna play? No, wait a minute. Who's playing me then? Hmm. Let me think. I don't know. But uh, okay. Yeah. So let's talk about this good debt, bad debt. But, yeah. So I was th- what does that mean? Well, I was thinking, you know, topics for the show, and I was working with a couple of clients lately that. They're selling their house and they're getting a good chunk of change. And everybody is under the mindset that you need to put, you know, 50% down, 40% down. Right, right, Prior to being a mortgage rep, I was in the financial industry for 15 years. I was a private banker. So a lot of what I did comes into play now where I was structuring debt. I was Mm -hmm. structuring their financial um their financial health, basically, right, and, sure. and making sure they had the avenues that in case something happened, they have cash on hand, they have their long-term goals. It comes into play here because it's not always the best thing to put 20, 30, 40%. If you have 20%, that right there is should be good for any Absolutely. seller. I had a, a client that wanted to put 50% down because they thought it would win the deal. Yeah. But they wound up losing to, you know, a yeah. 20,000 over there. So it didn't matter. It, it was. So what I'm trying to, to say is if we can look at your overall financial picture and see that you may have credit card debt, mm-hmm. auto loans, all those yeah. are considered. That's debt. the bad debt. Yeah. It, right. It could be medical bills. It could be stuff you don't even remember you had school debt. I mean, I know you don't have to pay that all, you know, right away after you graduate, but that's still lingering debt. You got to yeah. pay it back eventually. Usually those rates are pretty good though. The student loan debts yeah. are. Usually those are good rates. Correct. But if, well, even in the low interest rate environment, you're still going to get tax deductions off of your mortgage rate. So sure. it may be a little bit higher, but you get rid of it and it opens yeah, I up agree. a monthly payment for yeah. you. But you're right. That would be one where we take we well, the, take into consideration. The car one was the big one. I mean, you know, we always talk about mortgages. You know, for every ten thousand you finance, you're looking between fifty five, sixty bucks a, a month is what that costs you. Correct. You know, because that's a good thing to know. Very good thing to know because if you're looking at financing a, a home and you're looking at different price ranges, is the best thing for you to do is look and see. Okay, what's this twenty thousand dollars more going to cost me? Well, you're looking at one hundred ten dollars, one hundred twenty bucks yeah, a month which, with a car. 
400. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's a big difference. So talk about the car thing that you were, you were saying about the car numbers. I think. So I ran a scenario based on somebody selling a home for, let's say it's, let's say it's your second home. You're looking for your second home. You have a house with 200,000 and you're going to net a hundred because you've been in there for five, 10 years. You have 50% equity in the house. Now, when you say second home, everybody very, very clear, not second home, the second, this is your second time you're purchasing your personal residency. Good call. Yeah. No, because I was like thinking, why are we talking about second homes? Your second first home. <laughs> if you're looking to buy the new house and you let's say you net a hundred grand. That's yeah. after you pay mortgage and all that good stuff. If you look to put twenty percent down, that's obviously sixty thousand dollars on a three hundred thousand dollar house. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, if you're going to purchase a three hundred thousand yep. dollar house next, you're moving up the ladder. If you put 20% down, that's 60000 If you put 30%, somebody's going to say, yeah, well, I want to maximize all that right. cash I'm getting right. out. Okay, so if you pay, put 30% down, you're really only saving in the monthly payment around $147 right. for that $30,000. Right. That could be used to pay your ding, ding, ding car off. Let's say you have a $30,000 car balance. It's a little high, but let's just, just work, yeah. work with me. That would be $555 a month. So you're saving $408 a month. That's amazing. Yeah. A big difference. Huge difference. Uh, And the other thing too, is you could, you could put that, you know, I always tell people to don't strap yourself. Don't make it to the point where you have zero money in the bank when you buy your house and all the money you put, let's just say you put that whole hundred thousand into purchasing the next house. Okay. Your second home, uh, second primary residence. So you purchase that, you put all hundred thousand in that. Now all of a sudden you get in the house and it needs this or it needs that yeah. or it need, you know, now you just spend everything you have. So keep some of that money out, keep it in the rainy yeah. day fund or whatever, or do you, like you said, if you want to lower your monthly commitments uh, that are going out the door expense wise, pay off that car, you know, especially if it's, if it's something that's older and they're going to be on a fixed income, mm-hmm. you Absolutely. know, pay that car off and not have uh, that extra payment. It's one payment. It's, it, a, yeah, exactly. Get rid of all your debt. Think about how much free cash it, opens up to invest. Yeah. Maybe you know yeah. you can put that money to work into something else. For you. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So it was a good it was a good exercise. I like and that. I just did it for somebody. So we good realized. debt, mortgage, bad debt, yep. car, credit cards, all those other things. Medicals, personal loans. A lot of personal people loans. have personal loans. And like, ah, there's only five grand on it. Yeah, but you're paying three fifty. Yeah. yeah, and and the interest rates are usually pretty crazy on so this. Use that money, too. just boop, make it yeah, go away. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk about the next topic. Yeah, rent versus ownership. You know, I don't want to dive too deep in it, but it, it, what really opened my eyes was how far we are into home ownership, but how much further we have to go. Yeah. You know, when I was, you have some screenshots there. If yeah, you yeah, want yeah. to put Hugo, put up slide one. 78.7 million people own a home, but there's 122 million households. Right, right. That's amazing. So think about how many people we think there's a lot else. of people. There's a lot of people still renting. Yeah. So, so it says 44.1 million households rent their homes. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. All that inventory that's out there. Not only do we have a housing shortage, we have a rent shortage also, you yeah. know, that's the big, that's the thing is it's a double whammy. You know, I think if we can actually get people to start building more rental properties, like yeah. bigger, bigger properties. When we were down in Florida, Gary Keller was talking about this stuff and, and you know, his, his t-shirt said buy dirt. Um, his big, his big push right now is, by is land? by land Wow, and, 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 or, or, and, and, or getting in a relationship as realtors with, with builders and developers and, and letting them realize, letting people that are willing to do development understand that this is a huge thing right now. We need them. We need bad. them bad. And I think what happened is you got to remember during 
We talked about this in Florida. During 2005, 6, 7, and 8, we scared the bejesus out of these guys. We yeah. really did. We scared them like crazy because they they all, many builders went out of business. Many builders lost their homes. Many builders lost their, their businesses. So I think we have another graph coming up because you're getting really excited about something. Yeah, because you, what you're saying is 2005, we had a huge spike. So we're looking at a graph right now for, for those on the podcast. We're looking at a graph right now of, uh, of homeowners versus renters. Yeah, but this is showing that look at the homeownership, when it, how, how high it went from 95, 2000. That's Could, that yeah. 2005, seven that you were talking about. Yep. We were building like crazy. We were also giving out loans to people that could fog a mirror for a million dollars. Well, and, and that's, that's the one thing that people get concerned about. Two two things with that happened back then was one anybody that wanted a house could buy a house yeah. because you just basically had a pulse. Yep. If you had a pulse, you could get a house. Okay, and that's that was the one the one problem. Uh, and the prices had got, gotten so overinflated that people couldn't afford them. Yeah. Okay. So the, what's interesting now, even if we made, even if we if we go and try to make it more affordable. For everybody to buy a house or, or easier through programs and things like that. We don't have the inventory right. to supply it. Right. And you're getting frustrated buyers. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's just putting everybody in <laughs> just putting everybody in a bad mood. But the thing is, it's it will come back. It we will. will get inventory. We need to get we need to buy dirt. We need to get people to buy like ground. That. Yeah, his t shirts said buy dirt. Well, so you know the famous Sopranos quote what is that? said to uh to his son, he said, buy dirt. Or he said, buy land. They ain't making more of it. <laughs> that's so true. Very true. We know that. Earth's got what it's got, and that's it. So, that's uh, good, though. I like it. It is good. Yeah, so, so we need to get in with builders. Yeah, I, I think we need to encourage development as a county, uh, as we also need to educate Politi- the politicians and stuff, because I think everybody needs to know that we need this. And and the only way to get out of what we're in right now is to create more homes. You yeah. can't do it by with what we have. No. It's just not going to happen. And maybe a lot of that 11% vacancy might be in the cities where there's a lot of homes that aren't livable. That's a great call. Yeah. If you think about it, I mean, that would be another, another way to go is to start tearing down those that aren't livable and having developers come in and build those to something that's really livable and, and usable, yeah, and, and affordable, true. you know, that would help supply, you know, supply the the uh, the whole chain. Yeah, and it would t- it would free well, it would free up those if they're making nicer homes, it would free up some of those other homes that could be sure. could be sold. But yeah. what are what are the objections that the city normally poses to tearing out like well, what buildings? was Reddings? This is yeah. Hugo talking now. We yeah. got Hugo asking that, a question. The city sometimes when, when developers come and say, hey, can we tear this old building down? What are some of the objections that the city might raise? Well, it depends. I mean, what happens there, Hugo, is, is you, you know, you have you have to wait until that property is legally able to be tore down. If, if there's somebody that still owns it, you have to do what's called eminent domain. And eminent domain is not that easy. Eminent domain was supposed to be designed for the good of the of the public. So, like, if you're going to put up a church or a highway or um, something that's for the good of the community, well, you have to um, convince that that's that you're able to take that. Would you want somebody taking your property and what, no matter what shape it's in? If they gave you so, a nice check. But. If they gave you a nice check, but here and and they would. Yeah. Uh, they have to give you um, compensation, just compensation for eminent domain. So. You know, that's, that's, it, it's a whole thing. Then who has the money to give that just compensation? There has to be a program for that. Somebody has to pay for that. Well, it's not only that, but remember what happened with Reading is this, the transfer tax. Yeah. Transfer taxes. I mean, yeah. You're not going to get builders to go in when they're paying two and a half percent, a total of 5% 
in yeah. transfer tax. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. They can buy three other property. You know, it's just the only thing that would that would counteract that is hopefully they could get the property at such a great price right. that that two and a half percent wouldn't matter uh, as much. But you're but right. You encourage more actually, people to and pay. actually, you're going to pay one percent both sides anyway, buyer and seller. Okay, you're going to pay one percent. So right. really, the the for the for the seller or for the builder, it would be a one and a half percent. Uh, difference, yeah. you know. So yeah, that that's hey, transfer tax is definitely not a good thing. Not good for real estate. It'd just be easier. I mean, I, I just think you know the more homes they can remodel mm-hmm. and refresh in yeah. the city would be. I agree. I agree. And and so this is something we have to work on. And it's yeah. something we have to work on as a community. And I think you know we have the first thing about any kind of change is being aware of what, what the problem is. Yeah. And I think we know what the what the issues are. We just now have to come up with the ways to solve those issues. Let's so that's, do it, Brad. Let's yeah. solve them. Let's do it. Let's solve them. All right. So this show went in a completely different direction. That was good. We even got a question from Hugo Love for it. the first time ever, which is really nice. No, nice I input. have a question regarding mortgage, though. Okay. Uh, well, that'll be done. Are you do it now? I can do it it's, now or you can do it we're, later. We're, do it after the show because okay, the right. ending music's already on and I can't stop it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> You're going to have to wear headphones, Hugo. That's right. All right. Thanks for coming out, Justin. I appreciate it. All right. There you have it. Boy, that went in weird directions, but cool directions. I love it. It was very organic. And uh, so uh, listen up next time. Justin will be on in a month or so, whatever it is. And uh, Hugo's going to be here every time. So he'll be chiming in for different questions. And that's about it. Hope you listen next time. Thank you so much. Are your kitchen and bathroom remodels a little overdue? Well, now's your chance to call First Response Contracting. John Sellers will take care of you. 484-256-7136. They do residential and commercial, and they're licensed and insured. Give them a call at 484-256-7136.